Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 871. Keep the revs up, keep your eyes up, and uh, and have fun. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tom Stoller. Hey, Tom, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, my gosh. I'm strapped in in the six-point strap here. (laughs) Here we go. Hold on. Tom Stoller is the owner of Total Recall Media in Orange County, California. He's an automotive journalist, writer, photographer, and contributor who at eight months of age sat in a baby stroller in Thunder Valley and watched Chuck Parsons and Skip Scott win the 1968 Road America 500. Tom has earned many awards during his career, including the Motor Press Guild Dean Bachelor Award and the International Motor Press Association's Gold Medal for his writing and photography. Tom used to race a Porsche 968, those are cool cars, and when he's not chasing the next story, He enjoys driving other people's race cars these days in vintage road events across the country. So, Tom, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Well, you know, my my passion, as as you mentioned, really began at a very, very early age. I watched my father for many years, who was a prominent PR man in the 70s. 80s and early 90s uh, work uh, very closely with Carl Haas, who of course was the was the Lola importer for North America for many years. He just passed uh, about a year ago, and uh, you know I was in the paddocks, and I even as a little kid I was kind of an insider, so it, it gave me a unique perspective. And after college and journalism, I went into corporate sales, but never really lost touch with the car bug. But when I moved out here to California. I went full time as a uh, as a as an automotive journalist because let's face it, there's a gazillion opportunities right here in the spiritual home of the automobile, which is Southern California. And I grew up in Chicago and moved here about seven years ago. So I've been afforded a lot of really unique opportunities, and I'm and I'm grateful for every one of them, and I'm very gratified that uh, that I've gotten a few awards along the way too, and paid. <laughs> that adds a nice touch to it. Very prominent awards as well. So congratulations for those. Thanks. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of thing that stands out and has meaning for you. It's a really nice way to get those inspirational tires smoking here on Cars Yeah. So Tom, take the wheel. Well, you know, what I was going to say is Cars Yeah is kind of all of our mantra. <laughs> you know, every, every one of us, we, we go to car shows, we go to races, we, we get behind the wheel of something, we buy a car. And what is that feeling in our gut? It's yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. But I will say that as a writer, I've always been deeply inspired going back to high school since uh, reading Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. And Ernest Hemingway Probably the most inspirational quote that came from him is, uh, there's only three sports, 
mountain climbing, bullfighting, and motor racing. The rest <laughs> are just games that people play. <laughs> yes, yes. That is a great book, too. Actually, it's fantastic. And I think one sitting. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's only about 90 pages or something yeah, like that. It's it's, not hard to yeah, it's very short, but, well, not hard to do. My mental capacity. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and I appreciate the kind comments about cars. Yeah, I can thank my wife, Jill, for coming up with that title, because go out there and try to find a uh, URL that has the word cars in it that somebody has not taken. That is a very right. hard thing to do. Well, then but- you got like Barry McGuire, who's like, he's a car guy, you know, <laughs> but but every one of those car guys are inside, like I said, in their gutter saying, yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, I, so that's beautiful. It's 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 a it's it, that's one of the reasons that I enjoy following your show. Well, thank you. You're very very kind. You know, I had a past guest, Steve Ford, who he coined the term "car guy" decades ago, and. Wow. I mean, try to get that one. I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll accept a very big fat check for that domain name. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, there it is again. See, it just comes right off the tongue. So I appreciate that, Tom, very much. Well, (laughs) you've already answered this next question a little bit, but let's maybe dive a little deeper into it. And that is share a story that instigated your passion for cars. You talk about sitting in that stroller and watching that fantastic race. But is there a pivotal moment when you think back that you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm a car guy? You know, it's funny, and it really does go back to my earliest memories. Now, mind you, I don't remember Skip and Chuck winning the uh, the Road America 500, but my parents were actually very, very close with Chuck and Sherry Parsons, and they, they lived nearby in uh, Deerfield, Illinois at the time when he was working at Carl's shop and driving the Lola's Forum in the Can-Am series. You know, I, I had the opportunity to know a lot of these drivers that came through the fold. I, I mean, I met, I can't say I really knew them, but, you know, Jackie Stewart, Peter Rebson, Brian Redmond, David Hobbs, Alan Jones, Patrick Tambay. I knew the Andretti's, and of course, we all know my mantra with the Andretti's at the moment. I don't think they want to speak to me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> those of you, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But, you know, I really, at a very young age, and Paul Newman, of course. Oh, yeah. But at a, at a very young age, I was so exposed to these guys. And what was really cool is they were all very nice to me because obviously my dad was the PR man and they got along well with him. And, you know, and he'd bring me along to all these things. I was very, very blessed that my father didn't just keep this to himself. It's kind of, it brings back the whole idea of bring a kid to a car show. Yep. It's infectious. And once you, once it touches you and you feel the the emotions and the excitement of whether it's a race or whether it's the most beautiful car you've ever seen in your whole life. I've got so many of those experiences, and that's obviously what's made me the addict I am today. You were a lucky lad, that's for sure. Yes, I was. My dad was not that much into cars, but he did take me to a few events, and I remember all of them so very well, and they do make a huge impact. But to be able to be behind the scenes with some names like you uh, rolled off your tongue there, oh my gosh. I mean, icons, icons. Now, at the time, they were race car drivers, they were famous, but we never knew how big they would really become with a lifelong career in racing. Very fun. Well, Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big failure or a big challenge that you faced along the way. We all come up against these things. We hit the guardrail. We wonder if we'll ever be on the track again. I want you to take us to one of those times and walk us through it. But the most important part of these experiences in our lives are what they teach us. So tell us about one of yours. 
Okay, well, tell you what, I've got I've got two for you. One in business and one actually behind the wheel. Perfect. Obviously did corporate sales for a number of years. I came out of I came out of journalism school in 1989 and uh, at at the time Ronald Reagan had just uh, handed over the the key to the Oval Office to to George H.W. Uh, Bush mm-hmm. and uh, being in uh, being in college at that time I really without getting political, I didn't particularly agree with a lot of people in journalism at the time. And I just decided at that point that I was going to look other directions in my career. And well, I ended up going through a career in corporate sales and then I started a company which uh, was was starting to take off. And then unfortunately, uh, due to a number of business circumstances and a uh, in a lengthy uh, federal lawsuit, I learned some very hard lessons in business. The the number one lesson I learned is don't use your own money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> now, now, as far as as far as driving, now this was kind of interesting. Uh, Jim Cantrell, who owns uh, or is the president of Vector Space, he actually founded SpaceX with with Elon Musk and then started his own rocket company. They've just had a couple of very successful launches of their, of their rockets. Uh, they've just gotten a big round of funding and they're, they're doing very well. They're flying high. Well, he invited me to be an alternate on his Thunderhill 25 hour team. Oh, cool. And they were, and they were running a, a Porsche 944. So he invited me out to Tucson to test with the team at his club track called Indy Motorsports oh, Park. Yep, which I know that place. And uh, you know, so they 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 had some repairs that needed to be done with the car. So I basically sat there all day. And fortunately, they were nice. They let me take my my streetcar, which is actually a tuned Fiat 500, out to go out and learn the track. But by the time the Porsche got there, the sun had set and I don't know if you've ever been to Wilcox, Arizona. It's kind of like where Jesus lost his sandals. <laughs> it is pitch black. There is no light. Yeah, okay? it's kind of way out there. The place yeah. was, was from Jim's uh, garage alongside the track. And I had uh, two 40-watt LED uh, headlights. And uh, I was doing pretty good. And I started getting a little cocky coming up uh, – the main portion and I knew they were all going to be along the fence. So I was going to make a nice pass and I forgot about a chicane that was right there and got four wheels off and uh, tore the spoiler off the front of the car. Uh Oh, uh Oh, ouch, <laughs> which ended the night for everyone, unfortunately. And even more fortunately, they were very patient. They were very nice about it. I did not drive the 25 hours at Thunderhill, but the lesson learned there is when it comes to driving a race car, you can, obviously everybody who gets into a race, race car has to have a certain cockiness and confidence to just to be able to do it. And guys who do it at the top levels, I mean, they have to basically think that they're the best in the world. Of course. I guess for the for the occasional amateur that frankly I am, I, I'm lucky I get to drive cars. I usually when I drive race cars with other people, I drive them seven tenths because uh, there's a self preservation aspect and there's also the uh, the checkbook aspect mm-hmm. if you uh, yeah. write off a car. The the lesson learned is to is is to respect everything that you're sitting in. Yes. And that was yes. I would say those are 
those are key things. And moving forward, I was very fortunate that uh, I haven't had such uh, calamities. <laughs> you learned your lesson. Yeah, Kai Goddard, who's the director of business development there at Indy Motorsports Parks, was a guest here on Cars. Yeah, and oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful track. Beautiful. It's a great little track. Great facility, and I've got some friends here in the Pacific Northwest that keep cars there and drive down there. So I'd love to get down and experience some laps on that track. It looks fantastic. Well, it's very sporty. It's very tight, very sporty, and it's got one corner towards the end of the lap called Pucker Corner. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason that it's called Pucker Corner. It's kind of a, you approach it fast. It's a double apex kind of carousel hairpin. Yep. And, uh, and boy, you better get it right. Uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't named after Mr. Pucker, somebody else. We uh, no, seen, I think so. it's what your sphincter does yeah. uh, to approach that corner. <laughs> Oh, a little flick left, right. So, yeah, fantastic. Well, Tom, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. And maybe you kind of touched on that or elaborated when you made a pivot from your one career into full-time journalism and writing and photography. But tell us about the time when the headlights came on for you and kind of illuminated a new direction. Well, in, in 2011, I was just about to move uh, to California from uh, from Chicago, but not focusing on the failure in business, but uh, kind of, I was at a stopping point. My wife is a Southern Californian, so she wanted to come out here. While I was uh, cleaning out uh, the crawl space of my home in Chicago, I came across a box that my dad had given me full of all kinds of stuff that he had done throughout his career. And I came across a, a sheet of slides. I held the slides up to the light. And I'm like, holy crap, that's the Quester Grand Prix. For those of you who don't know, the Quester Grand Prix was a, was a Formula Libre race that only happened once back in 1971 in Ontario Motor Speedway when the Formula One guys took on all the champ car guys who were driving at the time Formula 5000 cars. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a legendary kind of a thing that's been a footnote in history. Well... I called up Randy Riggs at Vintage Motorsport Magazine because I had occasionally submitted pictures to them and stuff. I said, you know, I'd really like to take a whack at doing a story about the Quester Grand Prix. I've got all these cool slides. And he said, sure, you know, give me 2,000 words. I said, okay, no problem. So I, 6,000 words later, <laughs> uh, a heavily researched, I mean, down to the airplane that blew its tires landing at Ontario Airport with all of the Formula One cars. Ooh. I mean, it, it really was, it turned out to be a really fantastic story. And the late Doug Magnan, who owned the Riverside International Automotive Museum, introduced me to the Motor Press Guild and nominated that particular story for the Dean Bachelor Award. Well, lo and behold, total surprise, while I'm sitting there, you know, after uh, munching on the buffet, they announced me as the winner of best article of the year. And I, I, needless to say, it blew my mind to the standpoint that it was my first major attempt at writing an article. And it also gave me the confidence knowing, okay, well, I guess I'm okay at doing this. I think I'm going to pursue it further. And that's really what got me specifically on the road to doing it full time. And wow. uh, like I said, it was, it was, it was mind blowing. And then the following year I was, uh, I was a runner up for a uh, an article I did for Vintage Motorsport called uh, Tambay the Phoenix, which was about Patrick Tambay and how he came in as a surrogate for uh, Brian Redman after his terrible crash at Montreblanc at Carl Haas, and then as a surrogate for Gilles Villeneuve after his uh, terrible uh, and fatal 
crash uh, in Belgium. So wow! Well, congratulations. Thank you. You know, Randy Riggs, uh, the great magazine, of course, Vintage Motorsport magazine. I'm a subscriber, and Randy's been a guest. He's a very early guest here on Cars. Yeah, I think it was seventy seventy one guest number. So back in wow. uh, back about this time in 2014. But uh, that's really really cool. Well, you never know. The takeaway from this is uh, take a chance, take a gamble, and that fortuitous find in your crawl space that your father <laughs> left you that nice little gift. You never know where it will go. So that's very cool. And, and you know, you may have answered this next question. That is your proudest career moment. Obviously, that was a very proud moment for you. I'd have to go along with that and uh, probably uh, the opportunity to drive the uh, the ex uh, Skip Scott Lola T160 Can-Am car at Willow Springs oh, uh, just my. a year ago. And uh, needless to say, there's one that I drove seven tenths. Let me tell you, uh, I can't. You know, I can't even imagine. I raced a Lola T290 for years, and that was awesome. a very fast car to jump in after my little Lotus 18 Formula yeah, Junior. But I, I'd watch those guys at Elkhart Lake run when I raced there. Run the Can Am cars. Oh, scary uh, fast cars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 that that was probably what I would consider a proud moment too. That I had actually gotten to the point that somebody was willing to let me turn a wheel in a car like that. Oh yeah, and, uh, no, definitely. And needless to say, like my friend Bert Levy, who is my ride huge mentor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's it it has opened the door to a lot of other really cool opportunity well shout out to bird he's been a guest here as well and he is oh, one he's of, the best he's one of the funniest guys <laughs> his books are awesome and yeah he's he is a great guy well let's talk about your first really special car that first car you got that you really went oh man finally what was it and maybe share a memory about that vehicle Oh, gosh. I've owned so many cars over the years, but I think the one that I really early on liked the most, right around 1995, I bought a two-year-old Pontiac Firebird, and it was the, the last body series that was the, the F5, uh-huh. and, uh, and and it, it, the thing looked like a rocket ship. It handled like a brick, by the way. <laughs> um, I didn't do any tuning to it, but I did take it to a few SCCA autocrosses and got spanked by the Mustangs that uh, were seemingly uh, a little more uh, nubile around the uh, around the tight little circuits. Sure, and, sure. But I think that car, just from a, from a horsepower standpoint and looks and cool, it's it's kind of funny. The people at the time I was selling for a technology company and uh, a couple of the gals at work said, geez, you should get some uh, license plates that say need a date. I was single <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Um, a fire engine red with a tan interior, and it really was a neat car. If I could ever have it back, I probably would, just because it was that special to me. Yeah, well, there again, you answered the next question, seller's remorse. Is that the one car you want back? There's a few. If I could ever get my Porsche 968 race car back, that would be really cool, too. You know, the funny thing is I've really kind of become a Porsche guy. And uh, we'll we'll talk when we talk about projects. I'll tell you a little bit about that. But you know, there's other race cars. And in April of this past year, Mazda was kind enough to host me to run in a Mazda Heritage Cup race with the Sports Car Vintage Racing Association, the SVRA. And I actually won the qualifying race, but then was a head case in the uh, other following races. You know, I think maybe the next one is the next race car might be a Spec Miata, and a, a vintage Spec Miata, like a Series One. Yeah, it was so much fun. 
it was a momentum car, serious learning curve. So, yeah, I'm kind of tossed up, you know. I, I like variety. <laughs> well, we all do, but I'm glad you've become a Porsche guy. All my listeners know I'm a big Porsche guy. And I, yes, you are. I'll throw this in. I'll remind our listeners right now, I have a very unique, fun situation. I'm getting to give away three copies of a new Porsche book called Porsche 70 Years. It's done by a great author, Randy Leffingwell. And some of the very special photography in there is by a past guest of mine, Michael Furman. And I'll encourage my listeners here, if you go to the Cars yeah website, click on the free book button and subscribe. Your name will be in the hat to win that book. So even you, Tom, could have your name in the hat if you subscribe at Cars Yeah. So just a little plug for that book and for us Porsche guys. Cause I, oh, yeah. I sat down last night and spent the evening going through that book and started reading it. It is really, really spectacular. Wonderful history of Porsche going way back before the war, Ferdinand Porsche. Well, let's talk about today. What has you excited that you're working on right now that has you fired up? You know what? It's kind of fun. Because I did corporate sales all those years, I try to keep a lot of irons in the fire and try to keep a funnel of stories and projects and things of that nature. There's a couple of video projects that I can't talk about, but uh, the one thing I am working on right now, when I sold the race car, I immediately wanted to flip uh, some of the proceeds into another car. And I wholesaled a uh, Series 1 986 Porsche Boxster, mm-hmm. which uh, is a, it's a, it's a seal gray beauty. And I've been very fortunate that a bunch of manufacturers uh, stepped up. First of all, we're working on the look of the car. And then, of course, I'm starting now getting into the mechanics of the car. Mm -hmm. Ibach was very kind to give me a set of uh, anti-roll bars, which has really stiffened up the chassis. Scat by Procar, which is uh, uh, the scat company in Redondo Beach that does all the crankshafts. They also do seats, put two beautiful racing seats, race quip, gave me six-point straps for the car. Wow. And then, of course, because it's seal gray, I've kind of gone with a James Dean theme. It says Little Bastard on the back. (laughs) And a collector actually gave me an emblem off of a 1960 356 which actually sits prominently right above Little Bastard. We've taken the, the Boxster logo off the car. And, uh-huh. and I've even got the little Nürburgring decals at the front fender. And it, it's a real pretty car. And now I'm just about to get into the mechanics. We're going to do exhaust. We may do springs. Obviously, the car itself, it's what I consider to be past the mileage of the problems with the IMS bearing. Oh, yes. And... uh and it's a very strong little car. As a matter of fact, uh, a week after I bought it, I took it up to Willow Springs and ran Streets of Willow to shake it down. And that was a lot of fun. Thank you to the SCCA for that. Yes. And this is kind of a fun thing that I'm working on. But here's the thing. The 986 Boxster, or for that matter, even some of the following series that came after that, I look at it as the way we would look at Porsche 914s in like the 80s. Yeah. You know, they're inexpensive to pick up. And I would recommend anybody who wants to get in at the entry level of Porsche to go find one of these cars. Mm-hmm. According to uh, a story I just read on on Haggerty, they've actually finally hit rock bottom and they're starting to actually rise in value. Okay. So it's a future collectible, not unlike the Porsche 914. You can't touch one of those now. For I know, 30. I know. I had, I had one years ago. Well, 
bikes, you know? Yeah, I had a two liter years ago and, uh, you know, very inexpensive, fun car. It was a great little car. And yeah, now they've just, it's like a lot of the older Porsches, they become unobtainium, uh, in certain price ranges. Well, it sounds like you are having a very fun time. And I'm glad you mentioned this because a lot of people say, Oh, I can't afford to race. I can't afford that. Well, there's all different levels to get into from club events, club driving events, SCCA. I mean, there's all different ways to do this. Yeah. You just need to uh, set a tight budget, try to stick with it and get creative like Tom has and have the right friends who you can maybe get some parts donated to promote them. And there's so many ways to promote these days, even if you're an amateur with all the social media that these guys that are willing to give you parts. So we'd be very thrilled. Yeah. If you have a following, yeah. you know, one, of the, what, one thing I was, and this isn't really a plug, but it was a great experience I had. SCCA puts on this thing called Track Night in America. Mm-hmm. That allowed me to shake down Porsche at Streets of Willow, but they do this across the country and it gives kind of the layman an opportunity to bring their streetcar and take it out on track and learn in, in what is a, you know, essentially a controlled and safe environment. And that's, yes. I'm an advocate of that. Oh, I, yeah. I think racing on the street is stupid and it isn't hurting yourself that you should worry about. It's hurting other people. Absolutely. That's something that I really feel. And by goodness, in North America, we have more places in a controlled environment, so many racetracks compared to any other country in the world or any other continent for that matter, there are those opportunities. Yes. And I would encourage people, if you want to drive fast or just simply learn how to drive your car in a more controlled environment or in panic stops, whatever it is, is driving, uh, yeah, go to a local track. There's, there's definitely a program for you at all different safe, safe levels. But check with your insurance company. Make sure your car's covered on the track. Very important. Yeah, that, that's probably not going to happen. Well, some, sometimes they are, and some are. So, I, again, I just encourage you to do that. There's also a lot of companies out there that will insure you while you're on a track. I believe Haggerty might be one of Haggerty those. Haggerty just has a new program that actually insures uh, cars on Shout track. out to Haggerty. I've had McKeel Haggerty and many Haggerty people as guests here on the show. Wonderful company. Very nice people. They've insured my collector cars in the past as well. Well, here's a very introspective question for you. You, Tom, if you were a car, what kind of car would Tom be and why? <laughs> wow. Now there's a surprise question. <laughs> I really love Porsches and frankly, considering the shape I'm in, I look like a bathtub. So I- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I would have to say I would probably be a uh I, I would be a uh late 50s Porsche Speedster, Ooh. or for that matter, maybe a 550 Spider. Oh, even better. One of my favorites. So I like it. Well, that's a very good way to answer that question. First time I've ever heard that, I look like a bathtub, but I, <laughs> I can relate. Well, Tom, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of 
thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Okay, Tom, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers or flicks of the steering wheel. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I had just gotten my driver's license. I was uh, going out uh, with my friends in high school, and uh, my father said, son, Keep it between the lines. <laughs> yes, very important. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? I'm a thrill seeker. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a great part of learning from people here on Cars. Yeah, there are so many ways to get out and have fun. You don't have to have a massive budget or be a professional driver to go out and race. There's so many opportunities. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of them these days, but is there one that you'd like to share? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. And, you know, that's the thing. I would just answer simply the Internet because, you know, if, if there's something you need to fix, I mean, there's there's times where I get into a conundrum where I'm elbows deep in a car and I'll, I'll go to YouTube and there's a guy who's done it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. And he's showing you how to do it and in what order to do it and this and that. The Internet, I would say, is the best resource for anybody today. I, I needed to fix the radio on my wife's uh, BMW X5, and I was looking at the dash going, how on earth do I get this out of the dash? And, of course, oh, YouTube, BMW X5, radio removal, boom, video, done, three seconds, out. I mean, exactly. I would have never figured it out without breaking something, I'm sure. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or field, living or deceased, who would that person be? Wow. I think I would probably like to have a uh, a 20-year-old single malt scotch <laughs> with Jim Clark. Oh, Jimmy. Yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Very, very cool. He was uh, a guy that inspired me, and that's why my first race car was a Lotus 18. Oh, I could only imagine. Because he drove one of those far better than I ever could, of course. But uh, every time I got in that car, I just kind of said to myself, what would Jimmy do? What would Jimmy do? So, uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And I like your <laughs> I like your choice of scotch, too. Very nice. How about a book? There are lots of great books out there these days. I mentioned this one. It's a new book by uh, Randy Leffingwell, Porsche 70 Years. But, Tom, is there a book you've read recently that you think our listeners would enjoy? 
Well, you know, it's funny. I keep going back to them, and we're going to talk about Burt Levy again. I, I think the whole series of the last open road and now going into the 200-mile-an-hour steamroller series, in all honesty, those books have inspired me to write historically as well. And uh, I say it very publicly, Bert is my favorite author, and uh, in, in a J.D. Salinger kind of a way, and uh, he really sets the the backdrop with the real people and the real cars and 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 if you really let your imagination run wild while you're reading these books or if you've been to some of these places that he talks about for me there's there's nothing better yeah he's awesome i really enjoyed having him as a guest i love running in, into him at tracks and bert is an awesome guy shout out to him well listeners you can find links to all these great resources thomas shared on his show notes page at the Cars Yeah website. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Tom Stoller, S-T-A-H-L-E-R, so spelling of his last name, and you will find everything on that page. All right, Tom, we're up to the checkered flag in this last question. Okay. It could be a bit of a doozy for some folks. I'm going to buy you any very cool collector car, vintage race car, anything you want today. Don't worry about the price. I'm paying. What would that vehicle be and why? It would probably be a short wheelbase uh, Ferrari 250 GTO. There's something about the mystique of that car that brings 40 million at auction for <laughs> those, those particular cars, and and they they really they really are beautiful. The other one I I really like are the lightweight E types because there's only six of those in existence. Yeah, they're a very limited run. They're very prestigious, but they're also you want to talk about the yeah factor yes. of yes. getting behind the wheel of something like that and considering everything that went into it and the people who had driven them throughout the years. I mean, for me, they're, I, I, I'm sorry, I kind of picked two, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I look at it this way. You said it, you said the cost is no object, you know, Hey, well, I'll just take two. <laughs> no, I'm not buying you two cars and you pick like two of the most expensive. So let's narrow this down a little bit. All right, let's go with the Ferrari. Of course, the Ferrari. Yeah. I'll do that you know how many of those i've had to buy on this show i think i bought everyone that exists so now i've got to start I buying them I, I bet you that's a pretty typical answer yeah it, it, well somewhat but now i've got to start buying them back from the people i gave them to so that i could give them to the next guest so, <laughs> oh, i'm going broke at here at cars yeah this is a tough deal now that's yeah fantastic cars of course the iconic i mean it's the holy grail of all collector cars i think for many many people well tom You've taken me on an awesome ride around the track today. I knew you would, buddy, and I've really enjoyed learning more about you and your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Out listeners. Before you drive off in the sunset in that 250 GTO, do you have a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance for us? Firstly, I'd like to say it's a real honor to be on your show, Mark, because I am a fan. Well, so. thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and advice? Hmm. Wow. Have you had your lobotomy yet? <laughs> I, 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 no, really, I don't really have any advice uh, aside from uh, keep the revs up, keep your eyes up, and uh, and have fun. There you go. I like it. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you these days and know more about what you're up to? Well, um, I do have a Facebook page. Uh, you can request a uh, friendship with me. Probably the easiest way is just to Google my name, Tom Stoller, and uh, you'll come across 
many of the things I've written. Also, I would uh, highly recommend that people read uh, both uh, Vintage Race Car, Vintage Road Car, and Vintage Motorsport magazines because uh, that's usually where my big stories land. There you go. All great publications. Well, listeners, again, you can find all these links on Tom's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. So just go there. I'll make sure they're all there for you. Easy to click and buy, especially the books that he mentioned. I've got it set up, so it's really cool. I've got a place called Guest Recommended Books where all my past guest books are listed. All you have to do is click. They take you right to Amazon, buy, make it really easy for you. Tom, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks very much, Mark. It's been an honor. Pleasure's all mine. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!